Welcome to the Ether. Today is Monday, December 19th, 2022. Today on the Ether, the bare bones of Web3, hosted by B Bands of the Space Skellies, with special guest, me. Let's take a listen. Good morning, everybody. The date is December 19th, 2022. Welcome to Bare Bones of Web3, episode 11, with your host, Saberstein, EJ the founder, and B Bands. It's your weekly dose of web news, opinions, market al- analysis, and updates. This show is sponsored by Space Skellies. Please see the links above for more information. This show is not for the show is for entertainment and information purposes only. Don't be silly. This is not financial advice. Information entertainment. None of the topics discussed should be taken as such. If you're interested in these topics, please do your own research. And we are so thankful that you're here. This week on Bare Bones, we'll be having a special guest, Finn, a writer, rapper, content creator, and your local audio farmer. You know what? I dare I say he's even a historian. He also records and catalogs this show, Web3 of Bare Bones, amongst many other amazing shows. His links are below if you're interested in checking them out. Please feel free to use a comment blurb below or the Discord to submit any questions during the show. We'll do our best to answer them. This week on Bare Bones Newsreel, currently there is a court case in Southern District Texas SEC versus Atlas Trading Group. They operated a stock and crypto trading chat in Discord. Their very active Discord chat has since been shut down. The Atlas Trading Group members, a total of eight defendants, have been served. They are accused of purchasing stocks and then suggesting those to their followers, which they in turn dumped once the price was manipulated. The document outlines the ill-gotten gains. Tweets, Discord posts, and private group whale messages where they would signal when to buy and pump and when they should exit their positions, along with wallet proof that they would be selling positions even when they were telling their followers they were not. Photos bragging of their success were also submitted in the court documents. Um, I was listening to a recent Twitter space, uh, Web3 uh, Web lawyer. Her name was Ariel Givner. She spoke that NFTs projects could be just a few years behind crypto. Um, you know, DeFi before the SEC be, uh, begins its inquiries to those projects. I kept reading. I read. Can you imagine like the court hearing of some of these group chats and just having them read? <laughs> like, I'm just thinking back to some of the servers and shit I've been in, and like, I I couldn't even imagine them like reading back some of that stuff. Yeah, like I um I was reading it. I, I actually I wrote read it was like forty pages or something. I read the whole thing. And then I got to one part that kind of like gave me the willies a little bit. And um, it was uh, page nine in there. It says the defendants each included disclaimers on their Twitter accounts that they were not providing stock recommendations or financial advice, but they intended for their followers to act on these promotional tweets and understood that their followers would do so. 
Um, it was. Oh, weird. You mean intent actually matters? Oh, my goodness. That is so shocking. Wow. So just saying not financial advice is actually it's incredible advice. <laughs> That's so weird. So it was almost like they were, um, I was reading through it. It was almost like they were manipulating their followers, like in a cult fashion. Like, obviously, they were enriching themselves. As I was reading, I was thinking a lot of times that NFT projects or trade signal groups um, using not financial advice, but it's unknown of what's going on in the background. It seems like this won't protect you, especially if, like Atlas Protocol, you conducted a purposeful uh, market manipulation. So that in everything you're doing, it is the exact opposite of what you're stating. This is something for a lot of projects to consider as we enter the world of DeFi. Um, I just wanted to take a second and see if anyone, anybody else would like to chime in on this before I went on to the next story. So I know we discussed this a bit last night um, because I was actually a member of Atlas since February of 2021. So I was in their Discord when there was just under 200,000 people last year. And when it closed down just last week, there was about 250,000. And I don't know if anybody else was in here or um, experienced it. I definitely saw all the pumping and dumping um, because there were so many, with so many people being in that discord, of course, there was a lot of really, really intelligent people as well. And so a lot of those people, you know, would come in, they would share, um, you know, amazing charts and amazing knowledge. And it was awesome but then they would see this pumping and dumping they would show everybody here's what they're doing like literally here's what they're doing you can look at the well the tape or like the order books you can see when they did it what happened like i'm against this i'm leaving but then so many people still stayed so many people stayed so many people you know believed them or wanted to get spoon-fed charts and and you know i guess money basically like gains um but there were a lot of outspoken people including actually Ariel Givner. I remember when she first um, left Atlas, her Twitter, she was very, very outspoken about it. And interesting enough, actually, that's how she um, found the crypto world and NFTs. And now she's actually like an IP and an IP lawyer and deals with NFTs. So that is pretty cool. Um, but there were two rooms that I was in primarily, um, mostly a lurker. It was a huge server. So I, I felt kind of uncomfortable chatting in there. Um, the crypto room and large caps and options, those people like never went into those rooms. They didn't do anything in there. And I'm, to be honest, I'm really sad to see such a wealth of knowledge, like leave because that server literally was deleted. Um, but it did have, it did have good things in it. You know, um, like I said, there were so many people that just were incredibly intelligent and just really great traders. And if you didn't feel like getting spoon fed, you could learn a lot from these people. So, you know, two sides. It's good that it's gone because, excuse me, because a lot of people really got wrecked and got screwed. And you saw that whenever there was like, they, whenever they dumped and, you know, a stock did like the opposite of what they said it was going to do. You could see like mods had to be in the trading rooms because people were like losing their minds. Um, but yeah, that's, I guess the other side you, of it. Sorry if that was a bit of a ramble, but no, absolutely not. You also, you should, you should say allegedly you were allegedly in there. I would oh, never sorry. claim I to be there. in any any server that's being under investigation. <laughs> I also I think it's allegedly. a good it's a good point too that like the bigger these servers get that everybody is in and utilizing, like the more you lose track of who's in there. Like it starts out just all the homies and the friends and everything. And then 
people bring in their people and then those people bring in people and pretty soon you got feds in there like keeping track of what everybody's saying so i i, I would definitely be careful in these servers that that everybody allegedly frequents yes absolutely and even if um like reading the the court or the reading the indictment you know um it says that they were speaking on discord voice and uh what did, what exactly did it say so they were speaking on discord voice and they believed it to not be recorded but it was recorded so that's another thing to take from this is just to watch like you you should always i mean you should always watch what you say but just another reminder to like watch what you say just because you're on discord voice you know in a in a dm with a friend does not mean that nobody's recording you well and yeah then, and th those you know, like you don't own those servers like even right. if nobody is physically recording it like as a, a person in the chat like discord itself is recording everything whether or not they decide to use it for anything or it just gets you know deleted or whatever they do with it afterward that you know who knows but i i would always act as if you know that they are recording everything same with spaces like even if a space is like oh this is a safe space that's not being recorded like yeah it is <laughs> you know like yeah be, be careful about that stuff yeah absolutely always be careful about what you put on what you put out in the world because nowadays it's pretty much there forever on the discord front hello everybody um hi i just wanted to shout out a lot of people don't realize this discord's majority ownership company is tencent aka the chinese government so like do not think discord is private in any way shape or form i know you guys are talking about like someone in the call recording it but like even for let's say doing a direct voice call to read someone a seed phrase like because you don't want to type it somewhere like bad 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 it's literally owned by china well, luckily thanks. it's a u.s and even if like our one it, luckily it's a u.s based company so it still has some like protections and regulations um but its largest investor and owner is tencent <laughs> and and regardless of who owns it like don't be reading seed phrases over voice anything well no like okay if, not, if you need this is not financial advice if you need but... if you need to get someone a seed phrase that and they're like across the country What's the best way to do it? I'm not typing it anywhere, that's for sure. No, obviously, you chop up the seed phrase into pieces and you mail individual pieces obviously. to the different people, and then they obviously. Like I love the obviously. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I'm no. going to head on to the next story real quick because um, I know we could totally keep talking about this. Um, but SIG is betting on Cosmos ecosystem. The Front Runner Protocol, a decentralized sports betting, or if you want to call it sports prediction platform that is built on the Cosmos ecosystem, has raised $4.75 in a funding round. Um, so Front Runner does kind of like horse betting and racing and stuff like that, um, and all kinds of different kind of bets for, uh, you know, football games and stuff. Um, so Suskiana Investment Group, which is SIG, has taken some very large bets in the past. These are the ones that um, raised a 4.75 million for Frontrunner. They take bets in upwards of 100 million. In July 2022, SIG placed a $65 million bet that it that superior pricing and product will win in gaming. 
Um, so I find that extremely um, interesting. Front Runner is in beta testing. It is currently live and will be available on Injective Protocol. It is described, uh, Injective Protocol is described as a front running resistant decentralized cross-chain protocol, which makes sense why they why a betting platform would choose Injective. Um, right now they're in beta. So at the middle or end of January, 2023, these sites should go live. And just, just keep in mind again, front running resistant, not front running proof. Yeah, like those watches, they might say water resistant, but I mean, if you're gonna go deep diving, it's not gonna help you. That always got me as a kid, I, but it says water resistant. My mom would be like, it doesn't say waterproof, honey. It's water resistant. <laughs> so um, our third story, since I kind of just, that was just informational. Um, this one's actually from a Twitter space. Um, I spent a lot of time in Twitter spaces and I kind of wanted to chat about this. So Jake Hartnell, the Dow Dow Max, uh, Maxi, he's a builder developer and Jay Kwan, which is the creator and founder of Cosmos and Tinderment, were recently spending a lot of time um, with the community last week with um, talking about DAOs. Uh, Jay Cartnell, um, also, just in case if you want some more information, was interviewed by Cosmos Spaces and Cosmos DeFi on YouTube. Um, those are recorded. So if you're interested in check them out. Uh, they spent a lot of time talking about DAOs and um, all this talk has led to a bunch of committee, uh, community members submitting DAO uh, proposals or sub DAO proposals. And um, a lot, the main topic of these DAOs were the need for a marketing sub DAO. So Jake H invited people during the space to submit uh, sub DAO proposals. So people started submitting them. One of the proposals um, is the Juno Sauce sub DAO. And that was by the Rec Gang where they requested zero funds for marketing, just a good time of trying to drive marketing um, to Juno and ending the month with analytics to see if there were any improvements to the social network traffic to Juno. Unfortunately, the Juno saw sub DAO was submitted incorrectly. Hopefully in the near future, we will all have detailed information on how to correctly submit um, for a sub DAO. Does anybody have? And I mean, let's, Supporting we should be, we should be real here, though. Anything the Rec Gang submits is going to be done incorrectly. That's just the Rec Gang's MO. <laughs> Rec Gang is Wait, the I'm best so curious, game. Though. I'm so curious. Who is deciding what is correct and or not? And that is... Isn't it? The DAO. The DAO does. That you're submitting to, I suppose. Correct? I mean... The DAO. So... The... <laughs> so. Right. Okay, because they're not asking for money from the community pool. They're asking it from the, the Terra Growth Fund. That's actually a really good question. It was, or no I guess funds. now the Juno but yeah, it's, fund. But it said zero funds. They weren't asking for any funds. Hmm. Which is why it was incorrectly submitted. Like, you got to ask for money, dog. I don't know. I'm just, I, I don't like these, like, like, I'm putting up some chain proposals soon and just, like, thinking about it. I've always known it's a thing, but thinking about it now, it's like, who the hell made themselves king and decided that the only legitimate process for a proposal is to put it on Commonwealth, wait a week, have discussion, then do an on-chain signaling proposal, then do your real proposal? Like, fuck you guys. That might be a great strategy sometimes. There's nothing wrong with that. But there's also a lot of other things where that just might not make sense. What if it's just a tiny little short thing? Or, uh, like, Commonwealth's not helpful either. Nobody uses it. People need to stop pretending like Commonwealth is a useful place to be. Have these discussions on Twitter. Yes, we're limited by the character count. I still think that is less of a drawback than having like three people on the whole site. I hate the Commonwealth thing. Well, it is that's, that's, 
that's kind of what we see in other ecosystems as well is that the people on commonwealth are the like top five percent that are making all of the choices because they have the voting power to make all the choices and all of the discussion is happening away from there as far as like the true community discussion so you have this big disconnect between the people that are pushing votes through and the community I've never thought about this till right now, and I don't think I necessarily believe it, but putting on a bit of a tinfoil hat, it's like, okay, what would be one of the most successful ways to make sure that the average Joe doesn't actually have a say in governance? Oh, I know. Relegate that governance discussion to another site that they're not going to want to frequent. Like literally add a step of friction in allowing people to participate. That's all it is. Well, and you can't say that the, the character limit is the issue because how many times have we seen comments by people that are like, oh, yeah, I'm not reading all that. <laughs> like, yeah. People don't have the attention span. In fact, Twitter fall. might help. Twitter might actually help. The Evmos people sent me one of their proposals to review the other day before it went on to Commonwealth. And my first thing I said to them before I even got 5% of the way through is I was like, you need to trim this down. Like, no one's reading this. This is this is absurd. There's so much fluff. And maybe that's. I don't know, maybe maybe that's the point. Maybe it's so you can put stuff in that people might not like and you bury it amongst fluff. I don't know. But well, and if we look at it compared to normal politics, which the majority of people got into crypto to get away from, which is ironic, but like that's exactly how shit gets pushed through. Right. They have a 2000 page bill or whatever. That's one thing. And like on page 969, they have this other thing that has absolutely nothing to do with the main bill. But if the main bill passes, guess what? It passes also. And now you have these weird things that people have to deal with because nobody read it. Yeah, it's first. It seems like this might end up becoming a really good Twitter spaces after this one. The top sounds good. <laughs> there were things like let's keep it moving, <laughs> and I agree. <laughs> no, but it is. It's hard hey, let, because, let's let, because uh, we have some good topics. But yeah, let's let Joe. Let's let Joe. Yeah, exactly. Let Joe step in. Up, Joe? The the points that Timmy brought up about how no one uses Commonwealth and no one uses the Cosmos Forum is exactly why I I became like borderline irate over the uh, Prop eighty nine on Cosmos because they specifically avoided Twitter so that they only had to speak with other validators basically to get their prop through, knowing that if they had a few validators to support it, they would never need a single vote from an average community member to pass what, what, I, what looks like a handout from the community. Yeah, and, I, and I, would, I would comment on that, and that would be 100% correct because the alternative is I was told that almost every single thing passes. So that tells you there's no one else really participating except a small hand. And I'm so happy I wasn't the only one that thought this this whole time and I kept my mouth shut. But there definitely needs to be something discussed. And I don't know what. I haven't been in the spaces long enough. But I'm happy you guys uh, you guys have all realized that as well. So, yeah, the, um, on that you know, even just Discord, even just Discord, most people, even if they don't like it, people are on Discord and Twitter much more like both camps than they are like Twitter and Commonwealth and discord has a cool new, like it's no longer just voice and text channels. You can now do like forum channels. So they literally have something like Commonwealth built in where you can create forums. People go in reply. Um, 
I, I know some people don't love Discord, but I feel like it'd be a massive step up from Commonwealth, right? Most likely. I agree. But um, I got Joe with his hand yeah. up. And he, oh, sorry. Yeah, the last no, thing Joe, go ahead. Was, the last thing I wanted to say about that was if you go to the Cosmos um, forum, by the time I saw the prop, it was a few days after the... Uh, after Joe, the, fix your mic. What's wrong with it? Oh, my, 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 finger, my finger was yeah. over it. Sorry about that. Uh, no, what I was saying was when I got to the forum, there were only like 45 comments and half of them were from the, the team that proposed the prop. And people were asking questions and pointing out flaws and they would just say thank you for discussing this. And then they wouldn't address or even consider modifying uh, the proposal. Yeah, really important step in the process that Commonwealth is seems to uh, accomplish a lot. When I when I made some valid criticisms, they started correcting my grammar and then telling me that I was trolling them. So I that's when I I I had a rough day that day with uh you know not losing my my temper. So they're like those adjectives <laughs> were not placed in the correct spot. Sorry, you can't talk to us. And I, yeah, they told me they they pointed out my my typos as if they've never made a typo on a with a keyboard before. Yeah, well, this is a great conversation, and I think us as a panel need to get a spaces schedule and really start bringing in people we feel could make a difference in this situation. Um, but great points, and like I said, I'm excited that you guys have all noticed this as well. But bands, I'll let you keep rolling. So, um, and like I said, let let's pick up on this topic later, and maybe next week or, or after the holidays. Um, so I had a little bit of more news, but we did go a little bit long on this, but I do want to share just this last um, one, just because we spend a lot of time on spaces. We spend a lot of time with, um, you know, people and stuff. And I just want to, this little quick paragraph, and then we will go on, I'll hang the mic over to Saberstein and she'll begin our um, market analysis. So there was a social engineering hacker. Um, he pretended like he wanted, uh, he or she pretended they wanted licensing for board ape yacht club NFTs, um, for movies. Um, it was a very sophisticated social engineering scam. Um, they've spent time in the community. They have hours of partnership calls, links to websites that were real, but like, um, set up, you know, months prior. And, uh, they even made it to sending them contracts for review and the exploit actually happened when they were told to accept a bid. And um, so they reviewed the contracts for this partnership. And then once they accept the bid to do business with them via wallet transaction, that, at that moment, 14 NFTs were drained from the wallet. And I just kind of wanted to bring this up that we have to be very careful of, you know, you know who we're hanging out with or, or what's going on, because no matter how legit something could look, you know, we really should be doing our homework. So I just wanted to throw that out there. And, um, oh, I see Finn wants to say something and then we'll go on to Saber. Well, just social engineering is really interesting. There, there's a whole, you could do a whole space just on that. But the main thing to keep out uh, a watch for is just like anything that is rushed or preying on your emotions or any kind of human trait like that, you're going to get fleeced if you don't take a sec take a step back and like really reread everything. And we saw this happen in Terra a long time ago. I think it was White Whale. They were under the guise of talking to KuCoin's marketing team, but it turned out it wasn't KuCoin's marketing team. 
they went through all of this contract back and forth, sent them a bunch of money to get listed, and then they just disappeared. So like it it doesn't just happen to like our parents and stuff. Like it happens to legit teams because they thought they were actually talking to the team. And there was no no like red flag that they saw at least to to like you know be aware of that like oh maybe this isn't who we think we're talking to so it's very scary if if you don't know what to look out for and even if you do like it's it's designed in a way to just completely trick you all right and um thank you so much for listening to the news and we're gonna go with saberstein and See what's going on. And I like saying Stein because I don't know. I just like the way it sounds. Okay. <laughs> it is though. It is actually, it is actually Saber Stein, but I don't care to be honest. You can call me Saber Stein, Saber Steen, Sab, Saber. It's all good. Um, okay. So getting into the weekly. So good morning, everyone. Bitcoin did break down from the uptrend on the daily time frame last Friday and found support at $16,530. The move down from the week's high of 18400 on Wednesday to support at 16530 on Friday was a move down of 10%. On the daily chart, we can see an excellent example of a gravestone joji on Wednesday into an area which was previously heavy support and now confirmed resistance. A gravestone doji has, to explain it, has a very tall wick at the top with little to no bottom wick and no candle body, as the open and close price are generally either exactly the same or very close to the same. So it basically looks like an inverted cross. In this case, we're looking for what the candle signals. So this candle signals a potential reversal of an uptrend, as it shows that buyers were able to push the price up, but sellers came in and pushed the price right back down to the opening price, giving the sellers momentum. If you add in the above average volume and price trading in a noted area of supply, then you have strong confluence that a trend reversal could occur. So now we have support at 16,530 and resistance above at 16,870. So the range is is kind of tight right now just because we had that large move down and we have to establish um, our new range. So a break above and the next resistance test is around 17,100 followed by 17,600, and then we can go on to 18,000. But I don't want to give too many resistances because, of course, you can kind of keep going and going. A breakdown, next supports are 16,200, and then we have that larger demand zone beginning around 15,920 to the low of 15,476. And I just want to say that a lot of times I say around or I say ranges because nothing is really exact. Um, Some people like to do exacts and they like to, you know, be like, I called it, I hit it like, you know, right on, you know, 16,870. But I find it's um, a lot more freeing when you chart to just give yourself um, some wiggle room and give yourself more of like ranges or zones rather than trying to hit it right on right on the money. Um, The majority of altcoin charts look very weak on higher timeframes. And I'm looking at like the daily, the weekly and the monthlies. Most are either close or back to their previous accumulation zones prior to the bull run. Uh, several, several on my personal watch list that are not 
in that spot and that are a little bit stronger are Ethereum, Matic, and BNB, meaning that if Bitcoin were to bounce upwards, it is more likely for the stronger coins to see bullish volume and momentum. There is still FUD out there for centralized exchanges, though, so be careful with BNB. And actually, this morning at so 6.30 a.m. my time, so two hours ago, um, it was announced that Binance to acquire Voyager digital crypto assets for $1 billion. To be honest, I have not looked into this yet because um, we just got on the show half an hour ago and I am not up at 6.30 in the morning. Um, so please, of course, do your own research. But I just wanted to bring it to everybody's attention that it is something that you can look into today. Uh, and after a large move in either direction, consolidation and trading sideways is expected, but have alerts set as we are moving into the holidays. Generally, there is lower volume overall, and primarily you do have algos or bots trading. But since we have self-custody, sorry, since we have self-custody of our assets, we must always be ready. And I say this, with great power comes great responsibility. So make sure that you set your alerts. Don't think that you can just, you know, walk away and just leave your crypto because like a lot of people did that in Terra, came back a week later and were very, very, very sad, very upset, very depressed. So please don't do that. Um, if you're going to hold crypto, you have to take care of it. This is the last market update of 2022. It has been a pleasure to share my analysis. And I thank every one of you that has listened at any time throughout our 11 episodes thus far. And I'm definitely looking forward to 2023 and to coming back and doing some more shows and chatting with you guys. Um, it really has been so enjoyable and I, I've absolutely loved it. Next, we have EJ with our traditional market update. Thank you, Saberstein. You are amazing and we've appreciated everything. It's a very professional and simple when you talk about everything. Um, <clears throat> there's a lot of noise out there, so it's always good to just start the week with something simple and I can relate to everything you talk about as far as alerts and, and resistance and support. So um, if you guys don't know the simple ins and outs of trend line support resistance, I think that's something you should probably learn just to know for knowledge. That doesn't mean you should get into trading. Uh, you probably shouldn't get into trading, but it is something to pay attention to. Um, yeah, so let's move into the standard market. Uh, last week, we said on what? What's today? Monday? We said that Wednesday, Thursday, we're going to get very volatile. That was specific word for word last week. And the markets got dumped in the, in the New York Stock Exchange last week. So with that, Elon Musk, the biggest topic of last week was Elon Musk sold 22 million shares of Tesla, which is around $3.6 billion against the market. This is something that you really need to pay attention to. The tech industry was already fragile. Uh, we have very big levels that we're going to be pushing here. Even I have a, uh, for instance, I have a short setup for Apple coming up that it is coming up on a level that if these levels break down, the tech industry is going to feel like it's just getting hit with a bat the whole month, uh, especially with low volume. It's hard to reverse the trend. That is something you can play into your favor. It is hard to reverse trends when there's low volume. Keep that in mind. Have your, I even put on our market discussion in our discord, be very safe this week. I said that at the very bottom. I never say that. Be very safe this week. And Saberstein, 
is right on the money when she says that you need this is one of the last weeks going into what we call pretty much a dead a dead volume week and almost two back to back you have holidays and holidays no one wants to spend money no one even really cares to get back on to uh, trading and things like that and on top of this last week we had the consumer price index that came out and this measures a wide basket of goods and services sometimes i say things and i don't really explain what they are but really the consumer price index which is cpi if you ever see it on a document this is what uh, came out during the week and it did not hit the levels that we were expecting plus the price of uh, goods such as groceries are at an all-time high and have rose over 10.6% year over year as of last week. That is an incredible amount of, of goods. Just the, the amount of cost is just unreal. And you, you feel it if you're at the grocery stores. So the consumer price index rose just 0.1 from the previous month. And the expected growth was 0.3. And that tells you how volatile the market is. Just 0.2% difference that it definitely was off. And things started just, it's just the market's so brittle that when there's one thing off, things start to dump. That also led into the Federal Reserve. And we talked about this. The Federal Reserve once again raised interest rates by another 50 points to help offset inflation. This is their go-to. They were supposed to be dovish, meaning kind of neutral, but they have not shown any signs of stopping. Actually, during their discussion last week, they said there will be more increases after they said these will probably be one of the last one to two. Now they're saying there will be multiple more increases. Just so you know, typically to offset inflation rates, you have to raise interest rates. That's how the market works. That's economics. But this is not the same economics as it used to be with how everything began with COVID. Uh, we're seeing it more than ever. And I want you guys to be very safe. And every time the Federal Reserve, Jerome Powell and those guys pick up the mic, be ready for something to happen. Uh, I joke about it, but it's very true. That's moving into this week. Uh, or sorry, ending out last week. The S&P 500 closed 2.1% down. NASDAQ was down 2.7%. Dow Jones down 1.6%. Uh, Russell 2000 down 1.85%. Uh, we do have some, we have Adobe and Oracle coming up for uh, for their, uh, sorry, I'm looking at their earnings recap. I was rereading re that. Yeah, their earnings recap, hopefully these hit. If these don't hit, these aren't going to be good because these are tech as well. Uh, so earnings recaps, Oracle and Adobe. And moving into Monday, we have futures contracts that expired during the week. They include the January contract for crude oil and various treasury contracts. Treasury contracts are so important. Today can get crazy. I have seen the market has already began to dump pretty hard. Um, so the expiration will lead to a lot of volatility today. Pay attention. Uh, it looks like it's already continuing the downtrend. Tomorrow, we're moving into the November housing report is expected to show 1,404 units versus 1,400, or sorry, 14,252 in October. That is over 13,000 units down in the housing report. That is so much. And the Bank of America thinks the release will continue the narrative of a cool down in the housing market, which can help with the equilibrium to help bring housing costs down. If you're a new person out there trying to get a home, a new homeowner, 
pricing has been out of the world. Um, all day tomorrow, European antitrust review of the planned uh, Broadcom acquisition. Pay attention to that if you're into any of the Broadcoms. Wednesday, uh, November, uh, the November existing home sales report. So now on Wednesday, we have the home sales report expected to drop from 4.2 million to versus the 4.4 million. So we're going to be about 0.2 under. Uh, Thursday, we have a lot of earnings uh, to watch. With the biggest ones will be uh, CarMax. That's probably that's the one I wrote down. Uh, CarMax is the biggest one to look at. And then Friday, uh, last to wrap the week up, going into the holiday weekend, I would suggest do not trade on Friday if you're a trader. The durable goods order release for November is expected to show a 0.8 decline compared to the 1.1% gain in October meaning there will be a lot of price change. If these numbers are slightly off, you will see a massive dump going into the weekend. Once again, hitting what Saberstein said, have your alerts set. Don't be dumb. Ha and sorry, just don't be dumb. Don't let Terra make it happen again, what happened before. Be smart, protect your crypto, protect your stocks, um, and be safe. But I'm gonna pass it back to you, B-Bands. Sorry, this week is, as you can tell, I went a little longer. This week is super, super critical. Be safe. More than ever, be safe these next two weeks. Um, so I, I, only, I only understood a little bit of that. Just break it down into layman's terms. Am I still diamond handing my GME or am I getting rid of it? <laughs> uh, that's you. I can't give you, I mean, after Atlas, I can't give you, I can't give you any information. Atlas is like, ah, nah. smart man. <laughs> He's been listening. <laughs> uh, but yeah, just be safe. It's it's going to get crazy. And something to also think of, and we said this in our staff chats, is going into the week or the month of December, a lot of hedge funds are offloading large portions of their uh, clients' portfolios. And why they do this is so they can offset their net loss um, and the capital gains and everything. So that's why you've seen a significant decline also in the entire market I think we're over $10 trillion, $12 trillion. It's because now all the hedge funds, because tax season's coming, they're offloading trillions and billions of dollars from these hedge funds. So don't be scared. Be cautious. Don't come from a place of fear. Come from a place of safety and knowledge, and you'll be perfectly fine. Uh, but more than ever these next two weeks, just maybe check in one more time per day than you normally do. Awesome. Thank you so much. Um, I'm going to do a really quick announcement just because we changed our PFPs and I didn't know if EJ wanted to chime in real quick, but we do have our Elixir drop on um, December 21st. And that's if you've been holding your um, space skellies, at least two, you get one Elixir every 30 days. So just wanted to let you know that that was going to be happening. Um, Santa made his list and he's checking it twice. We are having an airdrop. There was a secret Santa, um, the airdrop. If you look, you can see um, that we have changed our profile pictures, EJ, Saberstein, and myself. And um, you can see that the, we have these cool doodles. Some of these will be airdropped to those who are holding five skellies or more. Some are being airdropped to those who, you know, just needed to pick me up. It was a secret Santa. We want, um, EJ wanted to give uh, a gift. And then on top of that, they are, whatever is going to be left can be minted. So we will have a mint day. And plus, 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 
we are going to have a little secret Santa game. So make sure you hold on to your airdrops and um, look out because you can, depending on which ones you get, you can get uh, stars in return. So EJ, is there anything you wanted to really quickly touch on before we go um, and chat with Matt? No, sorry. Uh, the secret Santa, make sure you guys like uh, B-Band said, who is on our main account, that you understand how the gamified mint works. You can go find these medium articles and read in depth. If you know how they work, you're going to be able to most likely make yourself some good returns, maybe pay for some of those gifts you got for your friends and family. But besides that, enjoy the beautiful art that's done by uh, Gluck, which is our artist. These are just something we've enjoyed. Majority of these will go back, once you read the medium article, go back to a vault. So the market floor will be squeezed very quickly uh, from a collection of 1500 it will probably die down to i would say under 500 very quickly but once again you can go to the discord or go to the medium articles and you can learn more we will release all this information in the discord and as far as mint day we are first announcing it here it is on the 22nd of december 22nd at 10 a.m eastern standard time it is a first come first serve mint so some of you will have to wake up early, but keep that in mind. Whitelist is over allocated. It will probably sell out in the whitelist. If not, that's awesome. You can get one at public a little bit later. So I have a quick question. When is the airdrop for the Secret Santas? The same day as mint? The airdrop will- Next day. Yeah, same day as mint. So we will pre-mint all airdrops, which right now, I did not know we have so many holders of five or more skellies. I did not know this. It's looking to be over 500 airdrops. Like, so I didn't know that until deployed and broke it down for me. And I was like, what in the world? So keep that in mind. There will be almost 500. That's like, that's over 33% is already going to be minted just for airdrops. Um, so the airdrops will go out right during mint. So deployed in, I think he said he'll push them whenever we say so. Whenever we want to push the airdrops, he'll Pretty much he has it on the back end. And this is all a custom script that is written because we are going to be with our families for Christmas. Um, do keep that in mind. If something comes up, be respectful. Um, it might take a little bit longer to get back with you. However, deployed in doesn't usually make any mistakes because the dude is a legend. But hopefully that answers that. And, and we can now speak with Finn and get things rocking because he's like, cool. Finn's amazing. Oh, he was about to fan out and he stopped himself. I felt it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love Finn. I better just stop there. Finn's awesome. Hey, Finn. Welcome to the space. Let's talk about you. Oh, Let's hey. Let's talk about you right now. It's a great show. I, I, I enjoy these shows when I edit. I edit a lot of people's shows and I, I got to be honest, I, I don't enjoy all of them. <laughs> But I always enjoy shows that like teach me something and like the chart stuff and the TA you guys go through. Like, I don't understand a lot of it, but I enjoy it. Thank you. Thank you. You know, all thanks to Saberstein and EJ. Um, so we all know that you run Terra Spaces where you uh, this is uh, Finn. Also known can I as Matt Lee, because your name is out there when you do your raps um, for your for your weekly Damn, raps. That's all good. Um, yeah, yeah. But uh, we all know you run Terra Spaces, where you record the spaces on the Cosmos ecosystem, and you're a very dedicated community member. Um, but how did you get here from being a seasoned content creator? Like, 
I, w- I was looking, you have, um, you had your John Holt podcast since 2008. It was like 14 years and you literally create art. Like you do a weekly wrap once a week for bar keeps. So that like, my, my question is like, how, how did you get here? Time management and a lot of luck. <laughs> now it, uh, the, I'm impressed you, you did some research and found the jam hole. Not a lot of people find that, uh, but that's oh, pretty much the thing that got me into life. Oh, there's a lot more. <laughs> I don't know how far back we need to go, but uh, yeah, like the jamble was just a fun hobby thing. I used to be like a water store delivery guy in Montana. I was like the Culligan man that like brought water to the doctor's offices and all that shit. And so driving around, I always saw a lot of like dumb, funny stuff just on the road. So I always listened to podcasts back then. I was like, man, it'd be really fun to do my own podcast. And so I just started it just for fun. I taught myself how like audio stuff worked and everything and, and started just, you know, doing like three days a week of just me and my homie after work. The water store owner would let us like use the office to do our show in. So like we had a little spot at the, the where I worked at, like that we would after the doors were locked, we'd like come back in and like flip the lights back on and like do our show and stuff. And uh, yeah, just from there. Uh, I got into the cannabis industry from doing a cannabis podcast, uh, and that got me my first job in cannabis. So I moved from Montana to Washington to work in a, a cannabis extraction lab, uh, doing uh, like white film distillation, uh, just turning shitty weed into good oil, basically. Uh, and from there, I ended up moving to Oregon and was doing the weed thing. And then my homie, uh, who was part of Angel Protocol, he hit me up and said, hey, you know, there's a lot of spaces happening that nobody's recording. Like, do you think you could come over here and record some of these for us? I was like, "Uh, yeah, you know, no problem. And uh, this was back before everybody's account had the recording function. Like you see now, uh, pretty much everybody's account has the Twitter space recording function enabled. So uh, not as important, I guess, uh, as it was back then but still pretty important for like a historical record because these spaces are removed after 30 days. If somebody doesn't actually like put it somewhere else, you know, like capture the audio and upload it somewhere more permanent. Uh, so that kind of shifted my focus from like, just trying to, to archive a few to like archiving as many as I could. And then people would be like, Hey, you know, can you catch this one? And can you catch this space? And I'm like kind of OCD. So if I see a space that is a weekly, like now I just catch it every week. And so over time <laughs> that's kind of built up. And I think I, I just checked and we're almost at 2,500 uh, archived spaces currently. And that started from a, a last October. So just over a year now, uh, averaging about 250 spaces a month, uh, just on my own trying to live and keep up with all of it. Uh, it's pretty, pretty crazy, but I, I've got a pretty good organized system to, to keep track of, of almost everything. I missed a couple here and there. I know I missed a, a bare bones a couple weeks ago. Uh, and I, I don't catch them all like Ash, but I do my best. Uh, but yeah, that that got a, I was joking one day on Twitter uh, that like, hey, you guys should just like the first group to pay me like 50 racks will get a year of my service and I will just like capture all of your spaces for you. And like the next morning I woke up to a message from Delquan saying, hey, what's your address? I'll, I'll fund it for a year. I thought it was a joke. I thought like my homies were trolling me because that's the kind of shit we would do. And like I 
double checked and verified. I was like, oh shit, that's really him. And like five minutes later, I was funded. So I put in my two weeks notice at the weed lab and been doing this ever since. I love that. That that part of my story is the story is my favorite. Just because I love that you put your little, you put it, you just put it out there. He was kind of joking around and, but someone was like, um, I'll take you on that. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I totally wasn't expecting it to. Like, I like my weed lab job. I make more money doing that. I work way less hours doing that. Uh, obviously, I still keep in touch with everybody there and they keep asking me like, are you ready to come back yet? I'm like, no, I, I'm still funded. So not yet, but I, I assume at some point I will have to. <laughs> but uh, the community has been really good about keeping me afloat and keeping up with, with all of the bills and everything. Um, doing just Terra spaces is one thing. Archiving spaces across 15 ecosystems is a completely different beast. And it's uh, it's definitely a lot more work. So when I see those other ecosystems pitch in it, it definitely makes me know that like, all right, this is what I should be doing. Uh, and it's not always easy, obviously. Not everybody wants to peel off bucks for a crypto twitter space archivist in the bear market you know but uh i I try not to turn anybody away obviously i can't catch everybody's shit especially if they're not pitching in but like i'm the kind of kid that has a hard time saying no so just don't tell anybody that because they'll come bug me to to do their space you just told everybody this is recorded and you're recording it (laughs) this is recorded just just edit just edit that out (laughs) so listen um my that's right it's fine so my next question is um I was getting to getting to know you a little bit. So I started watching your YouTubes, um, your videos. I was watching them, a lot of them. It was almost like a little vlog and, and they were super endearing. Like, I don't know, it just it just made me like you more, Finn. Um, I was I watched you uh, driving. You were talking about how you had your um, your headset and your friend had their headset and you guys were listening to podcasts and you guys were driving to go see your favorite rap, rap group. And then we got there. You also like preview, uh, watch a preview for Nacho Libre. Um, and I just I, I just was enjoying getting to know you. Like I even watched when you got your tongue pierced. Um, I did see a tear, though. I did see a tear. And um, and I saw how difficult it was. I, I saw two. I saw two. <laughs> Damn, you went Where? back. I, I, no. I forgot no. about a lot of those. That There's so much old content there. There's one of us smoking salvia. And I think my girlfriend at the time laughed so hard she peed her pants. <laughs> like, there's so much just, I don't even oh, remember yeah. all I, of it because it's, it, it's so long Let's ago. See, what were you going to say? No, I was just saying, I'm pretty sure I saw two tears. I saw him wipe both eyes in that video. So I, I did too. I did too. I was, that's two times. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, that was the worst. That was my learning experience of not like putting things out to the public like that and being like, yeah, I'll do it for this much money. Cause like, if it's pain, they'll pay it. Like they'll pay for it. Yeah. There was another one. I don't know if you caught, but it, it it's kind of dirtier, but it, it has to do with an STD test. And I was like, if you guys pay, pay me a hundred <laughs> bucks, I'll go get one and get it recorded. It was it was a whole thing, and that was probably my biggest, second biggest mistake ever during my oh, podcast life. Was, you know <laughs> that, that was that was more painful than the. the <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, I was watching. How long did it take you to start being able to talk after that and rap? I mean, like you were having some struggles when you first got it pierced. Did that take a while? Yeah, yeah, and that's and I don't even have it anymore. Like that was probably one of my other big regrets because it, it did kind of mess up some of my back teeth because when i would eat i would 
accidentally bite the metal ball and like over time that just like i had to take it out because it just got so oh, bad man. but yeah it definitely took a while before i was able to to talk and eat properly and not like spill soup all over me like a, a mess. <laughs> that yeah. was, i'm sorry good i wanted times, to bring it up because i was really enjoying um watching it um and um out of all of your out of all the work that you've done throughout your life which is or was your most passion driven endeavor like what was the most enjoyable thing that you enjoyed or is you know i would probably say the music just because that's like kind of my version of therapy like even before barkeepers i was making raps and like i've got probably eight or nine maybe 10 or 11 albums out now between my band camp and uh what you can find on spotify and uh those who don't know at the end of every space on terra spaces there's rap at the end of it and like all those songs are from my last few albums uh, but it was always something I got into, like, this was before, like, the 8 Mile effect and, like, everybody watched 8 Mile and was like, oh, I'm going to be a rapper now. Like, I just, it was always something fun. Like, I wrote poetry when I was younger, when I was a kid in fifth grade. I, I vividly remember my teacher being like, you have a good way with the pen. Like, you should stick with this because your math skills are garbage. Hey, listen, we all got so you're gonna need I enjoyed listening to your poetry. I was listening to your emo poetry and stuff like that. Um, I was into it. Like, I, 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 I'm, um, I'm almost, like, tempted to go back, and I feel like I want to watch the evolution of Finn, you know? And I was watching it, and uh, I was like, what, what keeps him going? Like, why, you know, why does he keep doing it? I was like, especially then, as I was going back and I was looking at your older content, I was like, oh, he keeps this up. He keeps everything up. There's nothing that's been like taken away. And then your first, cause uh, I was like, your first video was a reaction to two girls in one cup. And I was like, <gasps> <laughs> but I have so oh, much. Oh yeah. That was, that was something for you that was voted on by the public again. That was something for our friend Ben in order for him to come back on the show. Like he had to do this reaction. Video. But you left so it up, we, yeah. And, and that's why my question yeah, is like, yeah, you have, you, you, you basically have a diary. Like, I feel like it's almost like a diary, like, and you have it up and, and, you know, in spite, I, I appreciate. And I just wanted to let you know that I think it was cool that you have, you haven't taken that stuff down. This is like part of who you are. And I just wanted to let you know, I thought that was awesome. Yeah, I, I come from like the time before internet, like when BBSs were a thing and stuff. And so I've always been of that mindset that like once it's on the internet, it's up there forever. Even if you take shit down, like if people want it to live on, like it's going to be up there. So I, I never was of the mind that like, all right, I'm going to like just take this stuff down because that part of my life's over. It's like, no, that that's kind of part of why I am the way I am. Like that shit, if people are interested or if I'm on my deathbed when I'm like, you know, 65 and I want to listen back to some of that shit, like, I, I don't know. I think it's kind of cool to have it. And I, I think I bring that same kind of curiosity and, and love for like this historical archive into what I'm doing with Terra Spaces because it's like, we we listen back to a lot of these old like documentaries and interviews like Steve Jobs and Wozniak and all that and like all we get are these professional viewpoints from them but nobody has the audio from like the garage when they were first getting this shit built and stuff and like the arguments they had and like the real people you know that are making all of this tech what it is today and that to me that kind of feels like what these Twitter spaces are all of these different protocols and projects and people. Like, they're all just discussing this early time in this technology that, like, 20 years down the line, like, it's going to be really cool to look back on this because we don't know where it's going. None of us know what this is going to be. And all we have are, like, 
these memories of, of these spaces and stuff. So I, I'm really interested in that aspect of it, like the time capsule kind of idea. Yeah, that I, and I, that's what I, I love and appreciate about you. Um, so on that note, we are rounding up on the hour. I didn't know uh, if anybody else had any questions for Finn or would like to um, you know, bring up his past. <laughs> but, um, you know, I'm just going to give it a second to see if I have any questions or raised hands. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm an open book. Anything. I mean, there's all sorts of stuff back there. There's a, an Ibogaine trip, some rehab stuff. I mean, a, anything anybody's curious about, I'm, I'm happy to, to go into. Well, it looks like Robo has got some questions and so is Saberstein. Let's go with her first and then Robo. I, I actually just want to quickly say, like, I found it really fun last night after B-Bands shared your YouTube channel with me to go back because some of your earlier videos were from like 2008, 2009, 2010. And at the time I was watching, like I found, I just found like CKY. I don't know if anybody knows, like um, it's actually technically called like Camp Kill Yourself. But if anybody knows the Jackass videos, like Bam Rajera and um, like Dunn and Rab himself and a couple of the few of those other guys that were in it actually did some videos that were called CKY. And they did, they did a little bit crazier stuff, right? But um, some of Finn's videos actually reminded me of that. And I just want to say, I really, I really enjoyed them. It was really cool to watch. We, we had a, a big like punk community in the little town I'm from in Montana. And the CKY2K vid was definitely something that was playing in a lot of these garages where these skaters and, and punk bands were hanging out at. I never got that hardcore personally. I always enjoyed watching the Dudesons and the CKY vids and of course the old jackass stuff that's just just yes. like shit we had growing up dude since we're great yeah they were they were all great and like you know I, I, we always like played those videos like in the background when we had parties and stuff like that and it's really cool to see other people know them because um you don't meet too many people nowadays that actually remember them or had ever watched them because like even as a, a girl or a female I was like like no, none of the other girls I knew were really that into it but like I loved it I don't know why it just it was really fun so thank you hey Robo wow uh, what a fantastic show uh, ladies and AJ uh, going from strength to strength uh, every week uh, every week I listen you just keep getting better guys uh, Finn I do have an open and honest question for you you are well known uh, as a connoisseur of nfts you know as we've seen recently with you know your love of like schlongs and things uh finn out of every nft community you've ever come across in this industry uh, to whom do you feel uh, closest oh man look i got my two faves in here too this is going to be a tough oh my three faves i hold on i got four he, he always wants he, he always so, he always wants to know where he's ranking he did this to me last time Finn, don't, Finn, don't feel, don't Finn feel i was gonna say robo did this to be bent just like the other day, i i will he? say i will say <laughs> that there has been only one group to honor me properly oh. with an honorary oh. and that has been the racks now, I'll also say there's been only one group that has gotten as wrecked as bad as I have, and that is the wrecked gang. So then there's also there's there's where my my heart is as far as my love for cats and my love for not getting wrecked. And that's obviously the Manekis. And then there's also my love for Terra 
and my love for getting wrecked and then coming back even stronger. And that would be my, my skeletons here, my skeleton punks. And then of course there's my space skellies. Like, I mean, how can you pick? It's like asking a father to pick. And I mean, I only have one kid, so that's easy. I, I just tell her, yeah, you're my favorite, whatever the fuck out of here. Daddy's working, but it, it's, it's not so much <laughs> any one community. It's the power that we have when all of the communities come together. That's, that's the tweet right there. But uh, yeah, the racks are, are my home. And the racks. I appreciate that. I, I appreciate that. Thank you very much. Uh, Finn, can I ask you one, one more follow-up question, if that's okay, Bans? Oh, uh, do, you have a, do you have a gambling problem? Do you have a gambling uh, I problem? I wouldn't say it's a problem, especially now that Juno is like almost touching a dollar. Uh, I will say that I do enjoy a, a, a pull on the old slot machine every now and again, but probably not as much as I enjoy a good joint or like some some yeah. fentanyl-free drugs, you know, yeah. but I I, it, I, it, I I enjoy it. Okay. Is, is two transactions really like pissing you off or not? Are you getting like, are you really pissed uh, off right now with two transactions? I, you are, I am. But I'm learning to cope with it and I'm dealing with it. And I also took a step out and got on that Chihuahua chain uh, so I could get a few of those dogs just because the historian in me, you somebody brought it up in the group chat that was like, you know, these are the first NFTs on this chain. Like you might want one. I was like, ah, I was trying so hard to avoid buying any of that. But, you know, I got it and it's fun. And that's what we have to remember is that like when the shit's down like this, like all we really have is the fun that we can have. And that's, I think, what propelled the Joes so much. That's what these these meme chains are here for. Like, just have fun with it. You know, like we'll make money again. This is just not the time for it. So, Finn, right before your man comes in, I can see Rec Gang, your fanboy. I can see Bizzard was going to come in. Dude, I just want to ask you, last night, like shamelessly, uh, Wrecked Gang were taking the credit for Wrecked News. Now, I thought that was underhand. Finn, I don't know about your comments, but I know you're closely affiliated uh, with Wrecked News. And if you heard what I heard last night, I get the feeling, Finn, you probably might be a bit pissed off. But I'm, I'm going to go down as a listener now. That's all I've got to say, okay? Well, I, I will say that is certainly something they would like everybody to think. Uh, I do have an alt. No, it's not Wrecked News. And no, nobody knows who it is. So I'll just leave it at that. It's Molly Rax, but uh, I wish I had. Damn, putting me on blast. No, it's not Molly. I wish it was Molly Rax. That shit is funny as fuck. But uh, no, I wish I had time because I do like what Rec News is doing. And it's the kind of stuff I would do if I wasn't archiving 250 spaces a month is like going through the spaces and getting the highlights out. Because obviously nobody has time to listen to an eight hour space, you know, but they do want the the info that you might miss that's in there. But just right now, and that's, that's kind of why I've been hustling so hard to try to get donations from other chains. It's not going towards like my bills or anything. Like all my shit's taken care of. What it's going towards is a budget to be able to hire some of these schmoes in this chat here to take some of this workload off so that we can do more uh, digestible content with all of this audio. I would love to do like what you guys are doing here a weekly, but like a space wrap up instead of like a news, but like play audio clips of like stuff you might've missed and, and kind of what rec news is doing, but audio based, you know, that that's the kind of stuff I would do if I had more time or if I had a budget, but uh, no rec news is not me. 
Okay, Berserker. Speak your truth. Yeah, uh, I love, I love, uh, I love this spaces. By the way, like you guys do an amazing job, and Finn is always there. And I don't think anyone ever interviewed Finn. I, I kind of feel bad now. Like uh, he's always there, you know, chiming in and and chatting with us, but. Like he needs a proper formal interview by Joe and by all these people because he's like a pillar in this community. So uh, good on you. And yeah, we're going to interview one day Finn as well. That'll be fun. So I guess, uh, yeah, my question is uh, about, you know, we chatted about what you did in your past, what you're doing right now. So I guess I'll open it up for the future. So what are your plans like in this crypto space? Like, what's the dream? Um, I know you mentioned that you'd like to start some sort of Twitter spaces um, and all these things. But what's the dream for you? And what are you kind of where do you see yourselves in five, 10 years? I think like kind of always what it's been in that like when I started doing this with Terra was to like get an old abandoned CNN building. And like turn it into I don't know how how familiar you guys are with Twit uh, Twit.tv, but they are uh, like a podcast network focused around tech podcasts, and they've been doing pretty much what I wanted to do as far as like getting a day job doing podcasts and audio stuff. And like Leo Laporte, it's his network, and like just watching how that has grown from like a couple shows and then his radio show to like this network. I was like, man, that that would be the thing, like to just have a whole network and people doing different branches of content creation, stuff like that. So pretty much just to to, you know, use what I've learned to kind of help these newer up and coming artists like find their spot and to give a platform to them. And like everybody wants their own show, but a small fraction of people know how to like actually produce something that sounds good that people want to listen to. So I feel like I can definitely help out doing that sort of stuff. Like, like what we do for all of these, these spaces and everything. Uh, and if you actually, if you go to terraspaces.org, if you click that about terraspaces, there's a section there called Finterviews. Uh, the first interview I was on was back in December 27th with Dan B. And then there's a few other ones there uh, that I was on. But yeah, not not generally something I do a lot of because I'm usually the one doing the interviewing. But it's always fun to, to be on the other side uh, and, and see what kind of questions people ask you and, and what kind of stuff they dig up, especially when there's so much to choose from. You know, like there's 15, 20 years of my life on online to, to dig through to, to find stuff. So. Thank you so much for coming. Um, even though Red Gang said that I didn't perform a proper interview, I was still the first one to interview you in this uh, spaces of friends that we hang out with. Um, I got you, Berserker. Anyways, <laughs> you guys, I have had an awesome time. Um, it has been an awesome year. Um, and these past 11 shows, like Saberstein said, she's just so eloquent um, and great at expressing um you know, sometimes even how I feel. And, and I, I'm like, oh, I didn't think of that. But that is how I feel. So um, our next show is going to be on January 2nd. So we're skipping December uh, 26th, which is next week. We will be joined with uh, by MB from Orbital Command. So please tune in as we chat if you're curious uh, to learn some more about him. He's a big part of Orbital Command and he's uh, definitely a great character. Um, it's time for family and fun festivities, so don't be looking for bare bones on December 26th. We will miss you, but we will be hanging out with our family. Um, 
Thank you for joining us on Bare Bones. Please have an incredible day. And EJ, if you would please close us out for this episode and maybe for the year too. <laughs> I can't, can you guys hear him? He's, no, he's getting please. rugged on the last please face of the rug. year. No, Twitter just no, rugged him. Back. Come back. EJ, no. come back. Is the thuggish, shruggish bones. You see he's trying. He's muting on oh, Not working, man. Let's see if he hops. No one is listening. Hold now. on. Let's see if he hops. Oh, he's. It's, let's try. Okay. None of us can do it justice. We can't. No, because we'll say find the good and the, and the good and the good or the good and the bad. I can't remember, but he is. He knows. Hold on. All right. Can you hear me? Yes. Sorry. I, I walked yes. into my warehouse to go talk to my employee and I dropped out everything. So, guys, yes. Enjoy your week with your family. It is the week of the holidays. It's already here. Take time away from things that you may know you need to. Maybe you've been on social media too much. Who knows? Uh, make a resolution. Make something different. And most of all, give instead of get this holiday. So give something. If it's ever a question, give something. Um, and make someone's day. Make someone's week. So with that being said, as we always say, um, guys, choose to find the good and the bad, no matter what the situation may be. And with that, you guys have an incredible holidays. Give some extra love, some extra hugs. And remember as well, some don't have the family. So lend a hand and continue to show love with each other. We appreciate you all. Bands, I will let you sign us off. Stay up to date. You guys have an amazing week. See you. Bands. I just uh, Merry call to say Merry Christmas from my dog. I love you. Merry Christmas in the nest. Have you seen the nest band? Oh, let me see. I'll put the dogs in there for oh, you. Yeah. Thank you. I'm going to I'm gonna put that as, as my background on my laptop for the holidays. Wait, I'll send you the picture. Thank you so much. I'll send you the picture. Yes, Merry Christmas, everyone. Enjoy your holidays. You don't have to go home, but we won't be here, so you can't come in. So enjoy. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was The Bare Bones of Web 3, hosted by B-Bands of the Space Skellies, with special guest, The Jam Hole. That's me. Recorded on Monday, December 19th, 2022. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. And if you want to keep listening, head on over to TerraSpaces.org slash donate and show some support. Now, with Spark IBC enabled. When I'm ripping and rapping, I ain't picking the bastards who be tricking the masses into getting their asses kicked. Feels like I've been getting my masters. Fuck a pump and double like the income that's passive. Raise up the bar before I fly right past it. I'll be writing rhymes till they put me in a casket. Old man shit, put the lotion on its skin. Then put that shit back in the damn basket like Buffalo Bill, the way I'm ruffling feathers. Snuffing out debt, cut the heads off collectors. Keep a couple heads in a jar as keepsakes. And take the rest and turn them into freebate. Upgrade the feelings, supply the free base. Looking all professional, tools in the briefcase. Running on empty from gassing up my teammates. First one down, let me know how that sleep tastes. Direct 
something impossible Defending the plausible from end to demonstrable The mission isn't even worried about the clearance Running interference till our enemies fear us We're only one disappearance away from a bad day Everybody trying to save face on the last day Feeling fancy, about to pull out the masse Drop the eight ball in passing, that's so passe I'm getting nasty, you cannot put it past me A mix between blasphemy and tuck everlasting Feeling like a masterpiece, looking like a tragedy Trying to get through another day full of savagery Getting headstrong from working in the mess hall All hands on deck, waiting for our next haul I need the rest, got big plans to eject So feed the grass and keep off the Kleenex I am interested in magic because I am fascinated with psychology I love to learn about how people make inferences now How they draw conclusions and find patterns and information And in particular, I'm interested in all that can go wrong uh, how an individual can be led astray from certain cognitive vulnerabilities or exploited. Terrible spaces. <laughs>